Hello, good morning. Let's try that again. Hello, good morning. Ah, yes, yes, good, good. Right, so uh, my name is Jason Nurse. Um, I'm going to give you the first lecture this week. Um, I gave one as well last year, so I'm kind of very happy to be invited back to give this again. Um, I'm going to give you a talk titled Social Media, the use of uh, information, of your online information for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I like to start my lectures with a joke. So the joke here is that my name is Jason Nurse, uh, and I have a PhD, so that makes me Dr. Nurse. Ah, yes. Uh. Good, good, good. Okay, shh, 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 shh. Right, good. Good, so that is my name. Now let's start talking about the lecture itself. So first, of course, you're asking yourselves, who is this smartly dressed uh, gentleman in front of you? Um, well, I'm just going to give you a brief story about myself, a bit of background. So this was me, uh, you know, probably 10, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, and then a few years later, after that, I did some uh, GCSEs. Now, I am from Barbados. Does anyone know Barbados? Yeah. Woo! Has anyone been to Barbados? Yeah. Woo! Good. Right, so I am from, okay, shh, very important, you're quiet, okay? Very, very important. So I did um, some GCSEs, so Barbados' system is very much like the UK. And these are the subjects uh, I studied. Um, a few years after that, I went on to do A-levels. Uh, I did A-levels in mathematics, accounting, and business studies. And that's actually a genuine picture of me. Um, a few years later, I went on to do a few degrees. Uh, I did my first degree in computer science and accounting. Uh, I did my second degree in internet computing. That's a master's. And then I did my final degree in, uh, it was a PhD, in cybersecurity for business. Right? So that's a little bit about me. And one thing I want to point out here that's very, very important, when it comes to computer science in particular, you would recognize that really I have no computer science in here or in here, but I picked it up here. And one of the big things there to understand is that why mathematics, for example, is kind of very, very important for you to do at a lower level, and you can actually adapt and, and go into computer science much easier uh, later on. So those are those three degrees. And then a few years later, I am here in front of you giving this talk. Right? So that's a little bit about me and a little bit about where I've come from and what I've done in the past um, to, to where I've gotten now. So uh, I'm going to give you a talk today kind of broadly about cybersecurity and your online information. So firstly, I, and I like audience participation, you know, and hopefully it gets you going. But like I said, it's very, very important that you talk when I ask you to talk as opposed to you talking whenever you feel like. Okay? Very, very important. So first interaction thing. What do you think cybersecurity is? Let me say by a show of hands, who thinks cybersecurity is this? Show of hands. One person. Two. Okay, two. Yeah, yeah, good, good. All right, all right. Okay, so what about this one? What about this one? Cybersecurity. Okay, we got one in the back. We got another one in the back. Anyone up top? No? Oh, one up top. Okay. What about this one? Cybersecurity. Got a little hand there. Okay, okay. All right. What about this one? Cybersecurity. 
Oh, wait, wait. Stop looking at your friends. That's cheating. OK, all right. And this one, cybersecurity. Two in the back, some at the top. OK, so if, can anyone, OK, so this, of course, is the correct answer. Cybersecurity is much more about computers and internet. OK, so of course, these things have formal definitions. So cybersecurity can be considered as uh, the collection of processes, policies, guidelines, tools, and technologies um, that can be used to protect computer systems, devices, applications, and services. That's, what you, that's kind of the academic definition. What I like to think I do on a daily basis is this. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, that's kind of roughly speaking me, roughly speaking. Um, so what about social media? My talk today is about social media. Social media is a set of applications that enable users to create, share, um, create and share content or to participate in social networking. So who in here is on some social networking site? Let me say by a show of hands. OK, OK, let's, that's too hard. Who in here is not on a social networking site? Yes, we've got like 10, 12. OK, good, OK, all right. OK, shh. OK, so once again, some questions. Hello, 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 oh, shh, shh. Right. So now, uh, how many monthly active Facebook users do you think they are? Now, one person from your school put up their hand to answer. One person from each school. So I assume this is a school here? Yes? The front row is a different school, yes? So one person from your school, answer. Give me a number. How many monthly active Facebook users? Five million, next school. Seven million, next school. Shh. Yep. Five billion. Okay, at the top. One billion. Shh. So, hello, hello. Excuse me. Remember, we have to be quiet or I can't hear you and you can't hear me. Very quiet, please. Thank you. So it's roughly about 1.2 billion. Now, we had a 1 million somewhere. Now, this is where it gets fun, me handing out chocolates and me trying not to throw them to hit people. So um, I'm sure this is some health and safety problem, so I'm going to toss it to teachers, assuming that teachers can catch. Oh, almost. Teacher, teacher, teacher in the yellow. Yep, you can catch, right? Okay, okay. Oh, 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 almost. Okay, we'll get to the back. Don't worry, we'll get to the back. We'll get to the back. How many Twitter posts per day? A number. Uh, yep, Hans. Five. Five billion. Okay, next to you. Shh, shh. Hundred million. Two billion. Uh, tell you what, tail it back a bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, 50 million. 50 million, you sure? All right. A billion. Come, 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 come. You get, you get a handful of chocolates. Come quickly, quickly. Good job. Okay. Right, good. 
Okay, next. So social media is very, very, very broad. There are a number of different things that kind of are encompassed in social media. You have sharing, where you have stuff like Flickr. You have playing, where you have stuff like Farmville and Candy Crush. You have stuff like on social networking, so you have Facebook, which all of us know and I'm sure, of course love. Um, you have, in the kind of buying area, you have kind of review sites. So for example, um, TripAdvisor is very, very, very popular. Shh, we, we had a deal. No talking when I'm, when I'm talking. Good. Um, then we also have localization. So we have um, Oxford University Museum of Natural History, where you all are at this moment. Uh, then we have publishing. So Wikipedia, very, very popular um, and used quite a bit. So these kind of, in terms of the social media ecosystem, these are kind of the variety of sites that they are. And of course, they're growing more and more each day. There's Vining, there is uh, Periscope or something like that. There's, there's so many different ones. You know, it's growing massively and expanding. Um, once again, like I said, I really like audience participation. So here we're going to play a game, but this, we're only going to play this game if you can keep quiet unless you are spoken to. Very important. So once again, we're going to start at the back this time. This back felt a little bad last time. I didn't give them sweets. So pick one person from your school to talk. Uh, I, well, you don't even know what the question is yet. <laughs> um, so what you're supposed to guess is the number of basically this one. Facebook users share. There's a number there. I want you to guess that number. OK, go. Guys, 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 I'm not talking to you. Please. Hello, please, 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 please. At the back, I want a number. Number of Facebook. Yep. One, I want one number. The, only, the, only for the answer to this question. 250,000. OK, next school. Pick one person and give me an answer. Two hundred and fifty what? Two hundred fifty. Okay. Next go. One person, give me a number. Four hundred thousand. Okay, come forward. Next go. Okay. Six hundred thousand. This is per minute, okay? Okay. Come forward. One person from here maybe? Sixty-three. Here? 10,000. 10, 2.5 million. No chocolates for anyone. Next one. Uh, let's not do that. Uh, uh, no, let's not do that. Let's do Instagram users post. Number of new pictures. Hands. Hello, hello, hands. Hans, yep. 250,000. 2 million. 200,000. Oh, 200,000. Hey. Okay, we won't do these. We'll move on from those. Um, so now I'm going to start the core part of my talk. So we're going to talk a bit about 
um, on one hand, the kind of security and privacy risks to using social networks. And on the other hand, the good part, so how social networks and information on social networks can be used for uh, both, uh, basically can be used for good, uh, for use of understanding situations. So firstly, let's talk a bit about the negative side of social media. Now, as I mentioned before, please, 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 it's very important for you to remain quiet, okay? Unless you are being spoken to. So, now the task here, I want you to feed back on, only by a show of hands, so unless your hand is up, you shouldn't be talking. Um, is this is someone's Facebook profile. This is a, so a capture of their Twitter profile, a check-in on Twitter. And what I want you to tell me is what information do you think a hacker or a criminal can spot to do bad things with? Here we go. Address. Address. What could the hacker or criminal do? Look into accounts for that address, okay. Gmail. Gmail, what can they do? Potentially, okay, yep. You, you get some chocolates, man, that was impressive. Do you want to say it a little louder so the people in the back can hear you? Brilliant, you have some chocolates, good. Uh, here? First, what would you want to explain what that is? Uh, okay, I've never heard that, but I'll give you a chocolate anyway. <laughs> Can you catch? <laughs> right, okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, um, you're gonna have to come to me afterwards. I don't wanna hit anyone, but you, you get a chocolate, okay? Yep, and then I'll come here. Like they could send them like scams and stuff. Scams, okay, good. Uh, you could hack their email address and sell their personal information on their credit cards online. Uh, Teachers, you need to watch this one, okay? <laughs> In the back, yep. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, what about someone at the back or at the top? Back, yep. What's the question? Uh, it's right here. Can you not see it? Yep. Okay, what can the criminal do? Shh. Pardon? Email and passwords, okay, what about top? Yep. Can you talk a little bit louder, please? Oh, brilliant, uh, okay, I owe you chocolates. I owe you chocolates, get me afterwards. Um, and we get one more here, glasses. That, that gets you some chocolates. You wanna come to the front real quick? As you're at the end? I'll leave them on the edge, okay? Actually, I'll just give you them. Well done. Okay, so we have stuff like family members and who they're in a relationship with that could be used to potentially guess people's passwords. We all pick passwords that are familiar to us, so it's, it's, it's interesting because, for example, mothers might be tend to use 
mothers or fathers might tend to use um, their, their kids' names as part of a password or their kids' um, birth dates. Um, you have stuff like addresses. If you know where someone is, potentially you can use it for stalking or home burglary. That's very key. You also have stuff like their birth date. Now, even though this isn't the case before, but, but uh, in the past, what used to happen a lot is that if you can't remember your password, if you supply your birth date and maybe your mother's maiden name, then you can get access to the account. And that, of course, will be a problem if you have that information publicly available online. And then, of course, um, location. If you know where someone is now, and you know that where their address is, then you know that they are not at home, and then you could potentially go and burgle their address. And then, as was mentioned at the top, very, very important point, well done. Um, identity theft. You can use all that information, you can combine all that information, and you can actually pretend to be that person. You can open a Facebook account, a Twitter account, whatever, pretending to be that person. Uh, now we're going to have a quick video. And now please remember, be quiet. Let's hope it works as it should. Right, so the aim of this was to give you a taste really of the fact that a lot of people don't recognize that the information they're posting online can be viewed by anyone. So in this experiment, he basically looked at all the people close to him and saw what they were up to. You can, I mean, on Twitter in particular, Facebook, Instagram, you can scroll as far back as you want on some of these people's profiles and they don't have a clue that this information they're posting openly. So that's just to kind of highlight what I mentioned before in terms of the risk. So for example, for this um, individual, you can find out kind of roughly where she lives, you can find out uh, the name of her dog. Uh, for, the other, in, for the other lady, you could find out where she works. Um, you can find out where, where the other ladies, where their, when their birthdays are. So there's so much information you can find out online. Just with monetary social media, you can actually be leaking vital information about yourself. So, um, just quickly some real examples in the news. So these are a few clips that just highlight how um, criminals are actually using, so this isn't kind of guesswork, no, criminals are actually going on people's social media and seeing what they're up to, to be able to launch burglaries or to do other, other stuff. So here is a classic example, most burglars using Facebook. Um, and Facebook. So in this situation, an individual actually added a lady, and the lady thought, oh, I think I know you. And the individual actually used um, that kind of elevated privileges to find out when she was not home and then to go and burgle her house. So that's the case of this, this thing's exactly happening. Um, some, some more funny ones. In this case, we have a criminal that um, decided to laugh, but not laugh loudly. Um, we have a criminal that decided to break into someone's house, but when they broke in, they were actually so tempted to log into Facebook and see what was happening uh, that they did that. And that was amazing, because they, le they left the Facebook logged in, uh, which is brilliant, I guess. Um, but it was wonderful for the policeman. In this situation, we have an individual um, that was in prison. Uh, somehow he had a contraband. Um, somehow he was able to grow a marijuana plant in prison. Um, somehow he was able to smuggle a smartphone in uh, to his cell. And he decided to take a, a selfie with um, himself, uh, smoking marijuana, with his contraband selfie and post it on Facebook, which is brilliant, because the authorities found him and immediately confiscated um, the items. Here are some of the, one of the more funny ones where there's actually a, a, a Twitter debit card a Twitter feed called Need a Debit Card, where people are actually taking photos of their new debit cards and posting them on Twitter. Not only are they taking photos of the front, no, wait, 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 not only are they taking photos of the front, they're switching it around the back and taking photos as well. 
which is uh, uh, questionable. Um, okay, next, next. So, um, our work looks into modeling and understanding these risks much better. So what we tried to do was more or less develop a model where first we can understand what information people are publicly sharing. Secondly, research kind of techniques that allow um, uh, new information to be inferred based on existing information. So for example, if you know all this, people are sharing all this information online, then potentially you can combine different bits of information to guess new bits of information. Um, so that's what we look into. And then also uh, combine this information to kind of define the entire model. But what I want to give you a good taste of this is the case of, does anyone know some guy called uh, something Potter? Uh, Harry Potter. Harry, Harry po say it again, louder. Harry Potter. Ah, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Harry Potter. Now let's apply our model that we're not, we developed to Harry Potter. The assumption here, of course, is that Harry Potter uses social media. So, Let's assume Harry Potter has a Twitter profile. Then you can go from his name and make inferences or have, or have some guess potentially at what, what kind of his Twitter profile. So here you can potentially find information of you know, who, he tweet, who he tweeted to or who tweeted to him. Um, you can find some time and information here. You can also find what he's saying. So for example, he's saying, uh, just watched the World Cup game with my dearest. So you can find information about that. Then if you actually try to infer or guess information from that, you can actually try to infer maybe his Facebook profile, maybe this link actually links to his Facebook profile. From that, you can act, if you can get to someone's Facebook, that usually has loads and loads and loads of information, so potentially you can find out here that Harry is 39, you can find out who his friends are, and who his employer is, and potentially who his interests, uh, what his interests are, and then you can make additional inferences. Another thing you can do is if someone says, my dearest, then you might actually guess maybe it's the person's girlfriend or boyfriend, so here, firstly here we can understand that he kind of geotagged where he was, so we know the stadium he was at. Then we know a girlfriend, potentially. Um, you can actually find potentially a link to the girlfriend's profile, so you can infer that as well. So you can start to get information like potentially her Twitter. And then from her Twitter, maybe she has posts with her and him, or her and their family, or her and their house, or there's all kind of stuff like that that you can potentially infer. Um, and then you can infer other stuff. Now here, if you can get to Harry's LinkedIn profile, then you can start making guesses about um, maybe you can find out his title, where he works, potentially where, when he was a student, what year he was there. All the information you can find out just from actually grabbing information from publicly available kind of profiles. If you can get to there, then potentially you can work backwards. If you know when he was a student, maybe you can actually um, subtract a few years or add a few years and then you find out what his rough, roughly his age is if you didn't know it already from up here. You can find out his, potentially his location during term uh, you can find out what skills, and you can potentially find out what interests. So for example, Apple or Mac. So all these things you can start to infer just, for example, by having someone, someone's name and potentially doing a search on your major social networks. Um, now, we have one minute for, no, 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 there's no, there's no time, there's no time. Unfortunately, no time for Starbucks, Star Jump, singing Christmas carols, or tweeting. So we'll move on uh, quickly. So, topic number two. Uh, using social media to understand situations, right? Very, very important, because of course it's a bad side, but it's also a massive side of social media, how it can be used to really help what's going on in society. So, um, as we mentioned before, each and every day, there's loads of content going out on social media. It can be content about, from Facebook, it can be content from Twitter, it can be content from Instagram. There's loads and loads of content being, going out, um, being pushed out every day. So, 
these days, we, unfortunately, we have loads and loads of crisis and emergency situations. So what if we can actually start to use this information, this large amount of social media information, to be able to um, understand situations better and potentially understand crisis situations better? So potentially London riots, Haiti earthquake, Boston bombings, Philippines, and the tycoon in the Philippines. What well, we can actually use social media to get some understanding from that. So just to give you one quick example, um, does anyone here, everyone here know about the Boston bombings? Remember the Boston bombings, yes? Good. Now, um, with the Boston bombings, one of the, I think this was, is regarded by many people as the first tweet that went out about it. And this was basically a tweet saying, oh, uh, explosions in Boston. Now, why this is very interesting and very important is that we're in a society now where often the news is not the first people that covers situations or covers what's happening. It's very much kind of the you and me. We see something and we upload it online. And then eventually, once the news agencies check it through, then potentially they launch something. And this is an exact, exact, a perfect example of that, where here we have kind of at 7.50, uh, explosions in Boston. And about seven minutes later, the Boston Globe actually saying their reports about an ex, an, um, explosions in Boston um, at the Boston Marathon finish line. So this is kind of highlighting a bit more that really it's kind of almost like citizen journalism these days, or kind of crowdsourcing almost. Uh, and here is an example of kind of visual of uh, information overlaid. So here is basically the number of tweets in particular places. So you might actually guess that if there's more tweets around here, maybe there's something happening. But let's go to something like this. So now, assume that you were beamed down from Mars, right? Assume you're beamed down from Mars. Now, you know that there's this country, and there are these things called tide clouds. Now, tide clouds sides words according to how frequently they occur. So now, like I said, hands up. Now assume you were beamed down from Mars and you saw a tide cloud like this overlaid. So the, the places where the words are relate to kind of roughly on the map where people are saying these things. What would you guess is happening in uh, the UK at this point? Shrove Tuesday, right, okay. Pancake day. That is, so from this, for example, the key thing here is that you are looking at thousands and thousands of tweets, a summary of them, and you're summary of them geotagged. What about this one, the school in the back? You're, oh no, actually, the school in this row here just before the back, you haven't really talked to me much. Yeah, just before the cameras. What, what, do you, what, what do you think happened on this particular day? What do you think was happening? Come on, this, yep. So, a little louder? Plane crash. Plane crash, right, good. Uh, and this, of course, is when MH370 more or less disappeared. Uh, and everyone was wondering where it was, so you have a lot of prey for uh, MH370 and so on. So this, one, this is kind of one example of a visualization where you can quickly have some understanding of a situation from social media. Um, this, uh, we have time, yep. Right, so this is a perfect example of social media being used to make inferences about what's happening in the real world, um, and particularly used to track, um, track, it, track situations. 
Now, the, the real thing here that's very, very important is that the CDC in America, um, which stands for Center for D Disease Control, is the one that actually tracks flus and different diseases and how they're spread. And now we're having a researcher from actual monitoring Twitter being able to predict things faster than the CDC. So actually, the CDC is actually requesting his information to find out where the flu is happening or where, it's like, where uh, there's likely to be the next flu outbreak and, and different things like this. So this is where social media actually becomes very, very, very important. Now, uh, next, I want to give you an example of the stuff that we've been doing here in Oxford. Now, I'm going to show you two um, student projects. Now, these projects were done by second year undergraduates in the computer science department, uh, and they were supervised by myself and, and some colleagues. So this first one is called Augmented Oxford. Right, so this is that one. Now, uh, I should have probably mentioned before that, does everyone know what augmented reality is? I'll give you a little bit of context to that. So augmented reality is basically when you take your phone or some other camera device, you put it up, and basically you can see through to the real world, so you can see through the camera, but what you, ca you can have is like little digital objects also appearing on the screen that give you some idea of what's happening in a particular area. So um, in the example there just now, um, we had uh, some someone holding up a camera and seeing, for example, where different colleges were in Oxford or where the nearest um, coffee shop or whatever it is. So from that, you can actually navigate around. You can tap. You can see different things. So it's basically about overlaying digital objects onto kind of a camera observation of the real world. So that's the project that they did. Uh, a next interesting project is uh, this one. Now, the idea here was that they wanted to have an understand, or they wanted to kind of outline where different languages were being spoken. And the idea was that if someone is going to a new area, they will be very interested in seeing what, in what particular, or a new country or a new city, they will be particularly interested in seeing where the areas where people that speak their same language might be. And that was kind of the general broad objective of this project. So here you see kind of a number of different maps, each different. Um, flag basically highlights where there was a geotagged Twitter post. And on the left, you have the languages where people are speaking uh, according to the uh, circle. Uh, here, they're actually looking at the, so they tapped on the Louvre Museum, and they're um, looking at that, and the sent and sentiment basically saying, uh, how positively have people rated um, the museum before? Here, they've moved on to look at London, 
Uh, you should see the um, flags appearing soon, I believe. <coughs> so here, once again, you can see on this side the average sentiment, and here they're browsing more or less the Buckingham Palace Twitter feed to see what's happening and what people are saying about it. And then here they're just kind of overviewing the app, and then that is uh, the last part of it. So the whole idea there, like I mentioned, was they have a map interface, and they want, some, they have, want to have some idea of if a, a tourist visits this area, where might they be more interested in going to based on language? So they analyze thousands and thousands of Twitter, of, of tweets, um, geotagged tweets to understand better where people could go, and then develop this application for that purpose. Um, right, so next. Unfortunately, there's a big problem with social media, and that is that there's a lot of misinformation. There is misinformation regarding stuff like, so this is one classic example. Uh, in the Boston bombings, um, the uh, social media really identified, or used kind of, I guess looked at police scanners a bit and identified two potential people that could have been uh, the attackers in the Boston bombing uh, scenario. And unfortunately, they identified the people as suspects. And what it turned out was that later on, uh, one of the guys, uh, Sunil, uh, he was missing for about a week or so after, and eventually he was found dead. Uh, people believe that potentially he committed suicide because everyone was looking for him because everyone thought that he was the one that, that was um, the attacker. So people were looking for him and almost hunting him down. So that's one problem with social media, the fact that information can spread very quickly and it's not always the right information. Um, then we have, uh, to kind of summarize the big problems, one is that there's too much information for humans to process. Two, there's lots of rumors and bad information. So in the London riots, for, for instance, um, there was a, a massive uh, rumor going around that rioters had broken into McDonald's in London and were cooking their own food. Um, there was also the rumor that the London Eye was on fire. And a picture actually accompanied this particular uh, tweet. So one problem that we actually face a lot in kind of computer science perspective is how do we actually use computers to help determine good versus bad information. So for instance, if you had these three uh, bits of information being posted on social media, how could you better understand what could be happening in this area? Um, so for example, can you think of one factor that humans use to decide whether to trust information or not? Yep. Geography, if it could actually happen. If it could actually happen, brilliant. Yep. Ah, brilliant, good, good, good. So far, I don't want to hit anyone. Yep. Common sense. Common sense, very important. Yep. A little louder? A little louder? Yep. If they brought, yep. Top, I saw a hand. Yeah, you were, I think you were, you were, yeah? No? No? Okay. Uh, yep. Perfect. Hand at the back. No? Okay. Yep. A little louder? Detail. Detail, okay. Any more hands? Yep. Checking relative source. Brilliant, yep. Formula informal, and one more? Yep. Justification. Justification, brilliant. So, really, what we're looking at, what we've looked at a lot, is how we can actually use these different factors to identify, um, to, to help a, to kind of use a computer to identify good versus bad information. I'll very briefly highlight to you a kind of an approach that we developed to try to do this. So first we developed kind of a system that could take in raw information, 
First, we develop, um, then we actually allow uh, filtering information. So for example, you might think that you don't care about information from Facebook or Blogger, uh, for, for instance. Then you can imagine information coming through, so what specifically you want. Then, as you mentioned before, the number of different trust factors that you can apply to information to assess it in terms of its quality or whether you should trust it or not. So for example, recency. If something is very re information is very recent, it might, that might factor in. Relevance was mentioned. Competence of the source, so whether the person that's telling you it is competent. Uh, corroboration is, is also interesting. If many people are saying it, it's much, much more likely to be, be believed than if one person was saying it. Um, and then you can imagine if you analyze each of those factors in terms of their kind of separate trustworthiness, then you can potentially combine them to have a single, what we call a single kind of trustworthiness score. Uh, and we'll, I won't go into much detail on this, but this is just one broad approach which we actually looked at in terms of a research project looked at combining the different levels of, kind of tr the trustworthiness of information to identify which information someone should potentially trust in a kind of a crisis response scenario. Um, so our tool uh, was kind of, kind of one a kind of a screenshot of it. And here we have kind of almost a map interface with different tweets. And then on this side, we have um, kind of a list of the tweets. And we have them rated in terms of how trustworthy each of them uh, are. Uh, now, as I am winding down, I think I have about three minutes. Yes, two minutes. Oh, two minutes, okay. Um, so let's have a quick mystery game. So can you guess some of the other people or animals that have been appearing in the top right-hand corner of the screen? Yeah, no, this is just to see who is paying attention. Homer. <laughs> well done. Catch. Yep. An owl. Yep, oh, sorry. Pardon? Yep. Christmas tree. Shh. Pardon? Uh, can you catch? Yes. You sure? Oh, So, once again, uh, thank you very much. Well, 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 initially, Jen, thank you very much for listening to my talk. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you. Merry